It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's time for Takes on Takes. You know the drill. You supply the takes. We give you the take on your take today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Joe, did you drive in today? Or did you oh, take the bus? Um, I walked down the stairs. You got that fire in your in your gut? Burning. We're looking for killers. Kevin, on, on the scale of, for anyone who doesn't know what the heck we're talking about right now on a scale of least inspiring motivational speeches where does jonathan gannon on what is it take flight not no that's the jets one it's um whatever their in-house documentary is that they do the cardinals they just dropped one and jonathan gannon's given the state of the union opening things up and it's it's worth a minute of your time to watch the clip on social media. Is what I, I want to watch the whole thing. On a scale of one to ten, how motivated were you after ask hearing Jonathan Gannon ask which of his players took the bus and which one of them drove into work today? It was and very. They had cringe. a fire in their gut when they very did. cringeworthy is what that was. Very cringeworthy. Motivated. That's not a word I would use to describe the way I felt. Was that? And this better? is the best stuff. This is the best stuff. The Cardinals said, "You know what." This is what we put out there to tell the fans that we got the right guy, the right leader. You know, where where does it fall on the spectrum of uh, Robert Sala talking about crows and eagles? I don't. I didn't see this. Oh, not a big hard knocks guy, huh? No. You know what? Um, I used to love it. The last two years, the I I fell off with the Lions last year. Didn't watch a second of it. Haven't watched a second of the Jets one either. They almost lost me when they split with the two LA teams. Yeah, Take, I think if you're, you're going to do hard knocks, don't that. waste our time doing two teams. Yeah. And I th- I think that was 2020, so I get it, like, from an access perspective, like, you wanted to, the league, like, the, the protocols and... COVID, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm aware of that, but... um, Yeah, Robert Sala made a, a speech about the only bird that will attack an eagle is a crow. And what the eagle will do, instead of fighting back, the eagle will simply soar as high as it can into the sky, and eventually the crow will pass out 
because it can't survive at the altitudes that the Eagles can, and then it will fall to the ground and die off. So you as an Eagle, as a member of the New York Jets, what are you doing to soar above all of the crows that are mm. um, picking at your expectations this year? I like it. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like Robert Sala. I've, 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 I do I've like Robert some, Sala as well. His podcast stuff he's done uh, is really good. Uh, I, I think he's a, a good leader. So we'll see. We'll see how it all works so for the Jets. You were more inspired by my Spark Notes version of Robert yeah, Sala. I was like, wow, this is really good. I want to want to soar like an eagle. Get up there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I know we have some takes. Yeah, we got some. Everybody. We got some good ones. We got some good ones. Uh, first couple, we're going to stay in the AFC West here. And this one comes from John. John, a longtime take observer and critic, first time taker. He said, for the first time in six years, Patrick Mahomes won't play in the AFC championship game. He said, I'm pulling a Joe Marino and taking the field. Kyle, is there a world where the Chiefs are not playing in the AFC championship game this year? Sure, there's a world. I mean, you're going to predict it? No, but that world exists, right? They, they, I mean, what, two of the last three years, they had backup quarterbacks come in in the AFC divisional round and it was a dogfight. So Mm -hmm. absolutely that realm of possibility exists. Do I think this is the year that Kansas city has their AFC West championship streak broken? No, they're going to win it. They've got a pretty decent chance at a bye week and starting with their first playoff game. Yeah. In Arrowhead at such an advantage, right? Yeah. You you get that one seed and you play the lowest advancing seed in the AFC. So you're you're probably going to avoid at home at Riga Brass. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yes, that world exists. Uh I, I think that world does not exist if Kansas City gets the one seed. So the first step to that manifesting itself is somebody else has to be the one seed in the AFC. Chris Jones, I think, is important for them to get figured out. It's true. Because that interior D line is kind of rough. How long did he say he was willing to sit out? Week eight, I thought. Guess when Miami plays eight. Nine. Week nine. Yeah. Hate that for you. Darn it. But at least it's in another country. So it doesn't matter. It's if it's in another country without Chris Jones, it's a different that's gonna be a weird game for me to watch. Like what if what if what if the Chiefs are just cruising and the Dolphins have like a one game lead in the AFC East? Like what am I supposed to do? Who what do I do? I don't know. It's between you and yeah. the football gods. Yeah. Well, Whatever you want to decide out. is that's up to you. Uh I'll 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 support John here. I'll say that um just it's unlikely for you to make that many AFC championship games in a row. And so I'll okay. I'll go with him. I'll go I'll, okay. I'll ride cool. with that. Uh, Stack Life would like to tell you this. After starting out two and six, the Raiders will trade Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams, if not others, and start the rebuild. They should have started this year, and this is coming from a lifelong Raiders fan. Mm. Stack Life. I agree they should have started the rebuild last year. Or at least this offseason when this year went the way that it did. I just don't foresee... Josh McDaniels wanting to strip down those pieces, right? I think that's the hardest thing for me to wrap my head around is Josh McDaniels is a second-year head coach saying, okay, now it's not happening two years in a row, so we're going to boot perhaps the best running back and perhaps the best wide receiver in the NFL. And now going into my third year, we're going to commit ourselves to starting from square one. I think that timeline's hard. 
The other hard part is if I start a rebuild and I'm the Raiders, Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels are not part of it. Those guys got to win. They got to, if I'm Mark Davis, I need to have some inspired belief that these guys can take me in the right direction. Right. And I mean, I'm not optimistic here with the Raiders, but the challenge is going to be, Hey, go get me assets to rebuild, but you ain't rebuilding it. Someone else is rebuilding it. So not a good place to be. Harrison, uh, a second time take, I guess people are now keeping track of how many times they put in a take. Uh, Harrison says with Chris Jones currently holding out the Detroit lions will look to attack in the running game and keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes, hands with an improved backfield. The lions will run for over 150 yards next Thursday night. So there's a lot of logic here, but I got burned the last time I did a Detroit lions rushing offense take because I did the bet with Chris. You remember that one? Yeah, and it was twenty twenty one. It was twenty twenty one Lions, right? Yeah, and I said they'd be a top half of the league, and they didn't get it. So I got burned by them. So I'm gonna stay away from this one just because. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And I will abstain from having a firm opinion <laughs> here. Well, I think it's certainly going to be the Lions' plan. They want to go in there, run the football, control the clock, keep 15 off the field. And, I mean, it's leaning into your own strengths. you got David Montgomery. You've got Jameer Gibbs. You've got an offensive line. I think that's going to be their path. And Chris, I don't see a world where Chris Jones is going to play in that game. And I think that their interior defensive line leaves a lot to be desired without him in there. And so, yeah, I think that's going to be a big part of Detroit's recipe. The bigger question is, can they be good enough on defense to allow them to lean into the rushing offense? Right. I think right. that's really you what it's going to come down certain, to. You have to have a certain game script where yeah. you can't be down 14 points in the first 10 minutes. Right. right. And you have to be willing to stick. Like if you get down seven, nothing, it's like, it's not time to abandon the game plan. Right. So, yeah, Derek we'll Naughty, Tershawn Wharton, Keandre Coburn, and Neil Farrell as the current 53 interior defensive lineman for Kansas City is those physical linebackers are going to be working overtime. And the good news is for them, they've got a couple of them with Nick Bolton and Leo Chanel. You like what those guys bring to the table to help compensate. But yeah, I, I know what my game plan will be if I'm Detroit, and it's I'm, I'm coming right down the middle. Well, maybe you're in on Detroit and them racking up a bunch of rushing stats. Well, then head on over to FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, they got some crazy good deals. Uh, New customers, you can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. And check this out. All customers, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. And folks... I got a feeling if you're listening to this podcast, you love the NFL. That means you have Sunday ticket. You don't want to miss any of the games. This is a great deal for you. Check it out now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads and player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I have a take. Okay. From the timeline. It's not a not a tattle take either. It's just a take that somebody, it's a statement that Arif Hassan made. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's a video of Jonathan Gannon. And the comment is, if you combined Jonathan Gannon with Adam Gase, you would have a guy who would blink a normal amount of times. And it's back-to-back videos of Adam Gase at his press conference, his introductory press conference with the Jets, where he is just deer in the headlights. I don't think he blinked once the entire 30 minutes. And then Jonathan Gannon's is him sitting, talking to the camera, and he's blinking probably every second or second and a half. Just boom, 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 talk. So your thoughts? No, I think that's good. I I wish I had the creativity to come up with stuff like that, but I don't. Um, Speaking of Jonathan Gannon, his quarterbacks, this next one comes from Sam. Sam says the rookie non-first-round quarterback who starts the most games this year will be Clayton Toon for the Cardinals. Says I'm expecting eight or more starts. I think if you're expecting eight or more starts, you're probably going to be in the that's the right number for non first round quarterback this year. Yeah, we had had this conversation with Aiden O'Connell. We talked about I think I yeah. picked Clayton too, and if I'm not mistaken, and I picked Aiden O'Connell yeah. with the Raiders. What a what a race this is going to be! Watch it be neither. That'd be surprising to me if it was neither. You know what I just did? I just did playoffpredictors.com. I'm shocked this morning. I did a full season. I sat down for 30 minutes and I just picked the whole the whole season again. I probably do it once a week. And it was Raiders and Cardinals both finished with two wins. I don't like this Raiders team. Me neither, but I feel like they can get like four wins, right? They can. Absolutely. Yikes. They got some pass rush, right? Ceiling feels like it's six, seven. Uh, Sam has another one for us. Only two quarterbacks from the group of... Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, and Matthew Stafford will make the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Okay, Sam one by one again. Philip Rivers. Yes. He's in? Yes. Eli Manning. Probably off his Super Bowls. Matt Ryan. That's where it gets tough. If you're putting Philip Rivers in, Matt Ryan's got a case. Hold on. Give me the next name. Cam Newton. I don't think Cam Newton gets into you. I don't think I don't think Cam had he obviously had that awesome. Was it 15 the MVP season? We'll always remember it. I don't think his peak was long enough. No, I would agree. And I, I there was a point in time where I thought he was going to be the, the best dual threat quarterback in NFL history. And he's certainly up there. But okay. Uh the next name after Stafford, uh, Cam Matthew Newton. Stafford. That's it. Probably not. I think Stafford might have every bit of as good of a case as Rivers and Ryan. All right. So Matt Ryan, 62, 792 career passing yards, 62,000 passing yards. It's a ton. 124 career wins, 381 career touchdowns. One NFL MVP in 2016, one-time All-Pro, 
Phillip Rivers. 63-440 for passing yards. 134 career wins, so he has 10 more career wins than Matt Ryan. 421 career touchdown passes. That is 40 more than Matt Ryan. Did not win NFL MVP, but was a... And he did not have All-Pro, but he had two times as many Pro Bowl seasons as Matt Ryan. I think he's right only two. Which two? I think it's Eli Manning and Matthew Stafford. Mm, come on Stafford, really? like was he, like if you remember following Stafford's career he was like the first to like every milestone of passing numbers you can imagine okay so here's here's the deal um right like now Matthew Stafford right now Matthew Stafford has more than 10,000 passing yards less than those other two names so he's got to play for a little bit longer and he and it's got to be good and I don't know that this year's gonna be good Cooper Cup just had a hamstring setback like yesterday that might be a month, so he might it might impact him for the first two, three, four weeks of the season. He played in nine games last year and was not good when he played in them. We're worried about medical stuff with him. I think there's too much unknown with Matthew Stafford, and his resume is not on par with Rivers and Ryan right now. So I, even even though he won a super, I like he won a Super Bowl. I get it. How many how many times has Matthew Stafford made the Pro Bowl? I, I, don't, uh, look, don't three, look. Don't three. Three. I guess it's three. three. Yeah. You're too high. Okay. So the, I think Sam's right. There's probably only one. Matthew Stafford made a Pro Bowl. Two, I guess. One. Why? Once. One time. It's because of. Get out of here. I don't know. Get out of here with the Hall so of Fame. So one. One of these guys. It's Eli Manning's the only Hall of Famer, predictably. No, I, I think there's two. I think it's Philip Rivers and and Eli and Eli. Yes, that's fun. The forever linked those two guys. Uh, uh, Greg, I, I, I know wins are not a quarterback stat, but how many career winning seasons does Matthew Stafford have? Come on, I, I'm just asking you a question. It's probably four or five. Okay, so we have 2011, ten and six. We have 2014, his one Pro Bowl season. He went eleven and five. Then we had the end of the Jim Caldwell stretch where we went nine and seven and nine and seven. And then we had 12 and five in 2021. So he has five career winning seasons. I'm not sure how much that's on Stafford, but it's, it's not, but you know, the hall of fame voters, if we're going to sit down and have a conversation is Matthew Stafford started 191 career games in the NFL. And he only won 89 of them. Predictively. I think only one gets in. I think two. I might. I'll take that bet. No, not. I'll not, take that bet with you. I don't have that level of confidence. Come on, man, it's a long term bet. No, I'm not, not doing it. Not doing it. Um, Greg says uh, three NFC South teams will have a better final record than the bottom two AFC East teams. Wow. So three. he's thinking. He's thinking the AFC East is apparently going to be very top heavy because. The bottom two teams in the AFC East have a worse record than the top three, three teams. Three NFC South teams will have a better final record than the bottom two AFC East teams. I think there's a pretty realistic chance you could have none. Uh, yeah. I think the winner of that division could potentially be a, a nine, 10 win team. To be better than New England, but I think the Jets, Dolphins, right. and Bills all do better than that. 
I'd be inclined to agree with you. So I'm. Yeah. This is a hard pass for me. Dolphins craze says the Saints defense oh has a top eight year in yards and points due to their schedule. They do have a cush schedule. They got good defensive talent as well. I like. The, did, I like did we do that a couple weeks ago where we went through the quarterbacks that they had to play this year? We did it for some team. Top yeah, I mean, eight, top twenty five percent of the league. Right, so it's a upper quartile, right? Upper quartile. They've got, I mean, Baker Mayfield, Bryce Young, and Desmond Ritter as the quarterbacks in their division. There's six of their games and right there. This isn't even a hot take. They were fifth in yards and ninth in points last year. Oh, sign me up for this. Sign me this up. Slam, for this. this is a slam dunk. If you're looking for a fantasy defense, go get the Saints. The yeah. schedule. Ryan Tannehill, Bryce Young, Jordan Love. They get quarterbacks in their like second and fourth career starts. Baker Mayfield, Mac Jones, CJ Stroud. Oh my. Right. Trevor Lawrence, oh, Anthony Richardson, mm. Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, Desmond Ritter, Jared Goff, Bryce Young again, Daniel Jones. Matthew Stafford, presuming you know Hall he does for the Matthew full Stafford. season. Uh, Baker Mayfield again, and Desmond Ritter again. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. We play objectively one. Would you like to do the Dolphins twice against Josh Allen, twice against Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurt. Prescott, <laughs> what is... Lamar Jackson? Right, right is not the same. Justin Herbert to start the damn year. Justin Herbert. All right. We forget. Maybe you want to uh, get to some of these football games this year. Well, check out Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events. It shouldn't be stressful, but sometimes it is. Game Time is the fast and easiest way to buy all the tickets that you need for the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They got killer deals on last-minute tickets, their best price guarantee. And so with all of that, you could stop stressing over getting tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have. Folks, the app is awesome. They have flash deals. I mentioned the last-minute tickets. I love this. Images of seat views so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. The app is super easy to navigate, and they send the tickets right to your phone. You don't got to dig through emails to find the tickets. They go right to your phone. So snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app. Create an account and use code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tight tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The more I look at this take, the angrier I get. Of how easy their schedule is? No. The the rankings that Dolphins Craze gave us. We said they were fifth and ninth in yards and points last year. They were seventh and fourth in points and yards in 2021, and then they were fourth and fifth in points and yards in 2020. Dolphins crazy is getting some some 
Some pushback on the tapes. This is routinely a top eight defense the last three years in mm. every one. Of, both of those statistical categories, never mind the, the schedule they play. Top three defense. All right. Pounder says, take two teams in the AFC East will miss the playoffs and both of their head coaches get fired. Okay, I actually don't think this is super crazy if both teams miss the playoffs. So if it's the Jets and Patriots? Yes. McDaniels is safe no matter what. Wouldn't you agree? I would would assume so. I would assume McDermott's safe no matter what. Defense gets off the rails, they might make a a front office change, but I don't think they'd make a head coaching change. Right. McDermott and McDaniels, I think, are safe pretty much no matter what. Yeah. If the Jets, Jets, if they win 10 games with what they did this offseason to go all in, I could see them making a coaching change really if they win 10 10 games no i'm and sorry rogers wants i'm an idiot i told you my brain's not firing on all cylinders i warned you in the pre-show you did if they win seven games this year and miss the playoffs if they go seven and ten with everything they did this offseason mm. right i would think like so. it's I... a pretty feasible realm of possibility if that's the case yeah and say the patriots what do you go seven and ten? That's one game worse than they were last year. We just did we just did their updated depth chart yesterday to reset for the roster stuff. We're looking at it. We're like, you got a lot of solid players, man, but the composition of the, of the entire thing is weird. And Matt Corral, I have a take for you. There is not a quarterback in the NFL less equipped to run Bill O'Brien's offense than Matt Corral. Maybe Malik Willis, but yeah, I get your point. It's like, right. The whole point of cutting Bailey Zappi is saying he wasn't ready to run the offense. So he's going to be a backup, but we're going to put him on the practice squad. Matt Corral. So you, off so the you bring Matt Corral. Bailey Zappi from his 6,000 yard Western Kentucky college spread offense isn't ready for it. So let's go ahead and take Matt Corral who played with Lane Kiffin. Because he'll surely be ready to run an offense. We'll put him on the 53 instead of Bailey Zappi. Weekly huddle. The uh, take here is elite interior pass rusher greater than elite edge pass rusher. Oh, one of our tale is oldest time debates, right? It's harder to find the elite interior guy, right? Mm -hmm. Makes him more in demand, tougher to find. Shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Pressure in the face. Yeah. Compelling argument for that. So it's it's Quinnen Williams versus, do you say Quinnen Williams? Do you say Aaron Donald? Like, is Aaron just in a different stratosphere when he's been at his best? Yeah, that's just not fair, right? Like, he's so far right. ahead. It's like, okay, right. Quinnen Williams is a normal elite interior at pass rusher, right? Let's take the two guys that are holding out. Chris Jones or Nick Bosa? I find myself saying Bosa. Right. Me too. But is that just the traditionalist in the draft? Yeah, it might be. Element of us? Quinn and Williams or Miles Garrett? I find myself saying Miles Garrett again. You're a little stronger for Miles. And Miles <laughs> is outstanding. He's top three defensive end in football. Like, but you were offended I put him at three because you put him at one when we did our position. Uh, maybe two. 
You might no, Bosa you picked one over Bosa, Nick Bosa. Yes. No, no, that's fine. Yeah, I, 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 I like that. That's fine. And then I think you had TJ Watt three or four. Hate him, you know. Obviously, yeah. Why do you hate TJ Watt? And him as like the twelfth player on my board that year, and everyone else said he was like a project, but that's okay. Not everybody else. No, not you, but other people. Okay. We can spike the ball together there. Yes. Um. I think it's re- it's really is going to come down to what the rest of your roster compensation looks like. If you had to pick one, if you had to pick one in a vacuum, I'd probably want the guy on the edge just because a guy on the inside, it's easier to throw extra bodies at. Does that make sense? No, it's, it's true. I mean, you're gonna throw chip and tight ends and running backs, but like, yeah, but it's all, it's all in space more. Yeah. Versus if you're going to take a double and they're always going to turn the center towards you. And you don't like there's nowhere really else to go other than I got to shoot the gap now or I got to play with Powell. I know that we disagree with this take because we've already done episodes where we gave our picks for the respective rookie of the year winners. But I'll put it out there for Samuel. Samuel says first time take Jordan Addison and Emmanuel Forbes win their respective rookie of the year awards. I think Addison has a decent pathway to over the quarterbacks, though. And the two running backs. That's where that's where it gets hard for me. Oh, yeah. He's going to be the most productive rookie receiver. I think we both agree with that. Yeah. But too too many quarterbacks and running backs in the way. He's so. going to have a productive rookie season. Yeah. A very strong productive rookie season. Do you think Emmanuel yeah. Forbes has a better chance at D-Roy than Jordan Addison has at over? Corners are already dealing with such a uphill climb. They got to get like I seven interceptions. I get Sauce Gardner won it last year, but like. I pass on the corner just based off of the position. Yeah. I would agree with you. Um, next one here is from Jeff. Jeff says Kyler Murray will be traded at the deadline regardless of recovery time. A QB needy team that has a new quarterback that they can build around for an entire offseason and fit the coaches to their skill set. I don't know what the capital implications are of that. I would imagine it's disastrous. Of course it is, but I, I think Arizona is probably willing to deal with that. And if they can get, I mean, what do you think he gets? At least two first round picks, maybe three. I you think know, he gets I, at least two, at least I, two I, plus plus some change. I wouldn't offer half of that for Kyle. I wouldn't touch him either. You know that. I'm predictively though. Okay, hold on. $46 million dead cap hit in 2024. It's it's nothing compared to what like the Stafford trade there. This has happened, man. The precedent 40, for taking $46 million dead cap hit. Didn't Matt Ryan have something crazy too? Like this stuff just it's, it happens now. And if you're Arizona and you're having the honest look that you're having with your team. And I don't know, like a couple more first round picks. You don't even want them. You probably don't even want them both next year. You could get like future first round picks and you'd be happy with that. So the post, the, the, the trade now versus the trade in the off season, it doesn't make a difference unless it's a post June 1st trade next year anyway, which is probably not going to happen, right? No, no, no chance. Okay. So in the grand scheme of things, it's six in one hand, half dozen the other. If you're going to move on from Kyler Murray, you're going to take on a $46 million dead cap hit next year either way. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to wait until post-June 1st, and then you take a $13 million dead cap hit, 
and a $33 million dead cap hit in 2025. And you'd probably rather just get it out of the way and move on. Here's the caveat to the whole thing. If the Cardinals, here's why I don't think it's going to happen at the deadline. I don't think it will happen at the deadline. No way. Because the Cardinals need to make sure that they have the number one pick. If they don't, if they wind up stumbling into some wins somehow and pick fourth, they're probably going to keep Kyler Murray. They're not trading up for Caleb Williams. Whoever gets the one pick is not trading out of that pick. And who would be buying Kyler Murray at the trade deadline? We'll have more. We'll have more clarity in the offseason. I think. Yeah. I don't think it happens at the deadline. That's the. That's the thing I get that, hung up that, on. That, that's a good job. Let's close on this, Johnny, uh, with a food take. Buffalo chicken dip is the goat football watching food. I'm in on that. It's that's tough to beat Buffalo chicken dip, you know, with you, little Zach's mighty did. tortilla chips. I was just gonna say Zach's mighty dirty tortilla enough, chips. sturdy enough to hold on to it, you know. It can handle guac. It can handle buffalo chicken dip. Right, seven um, layers of bean dip, all of it. You could also eat it with like celery. I don't know. Are you a pro celery person? Are you an oh, anti celery? All the way in on celery. All the way in. Yo, we finally have something that we're like mutually agreeable with. It's just the best possible vehicle to put to dip things. You know what I mean? Except for Zach's mighty tortilla chips. Right. If you I mean, if you want to watch the calories or whatnot, yeah, I mean it's celery's the way to go. Yeah, if you're gonna go carb light crunch yeah. celery with buffalo chicken dip, and then you can like there's the healthy versions of buffalo chicken dip are still banging because it's hot sauce you can do like fat free or reduced hot fat sauce and chicken bro like what are we doing here point like cream cheese cream right? cheese like, that's the worry so you do reduced fat or fat free cream cheese and you can eat it by the pound so i think there's health versatility and options that make wow. it such a top of the, top first, of the first round, round. what a great <laughs> Wow, we're, done. we're just we're just we're really done. we gotta end here. on that. We're gonna George Costanza this thing. We're gonna end on a high note. We're gonna know when to walk away. We're out of here. Kyle Krabs, Joe Reno takes on takes in the book. Enjoy week one of college football. We had some games last night. We got some games tonight. We got some games tomorrow night. We have some games tonight after that. We have some games tonight after that. And then next week we'll be back. We got NFL action coming our way next week. Week one starts on Thursday. Playing accordingly. Hit subscribe. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.